from our first reading. And so Naman went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. So obviously this is a huge moment, right? In the life of Naman, the leper. And it does happen that sometimes huge moments just happen to us. God springs them upon us. And he showers us with enormous blessing in an instant. But I find more often God prepares a soul for such moments. And that process of preparation is as important to God as the big moment. The journey of preparation to healing can be as transformational as the healing itself. And this is the case in the story of Naman. All we have is the climax. I want to share with you his journey to healing. So this is from 2 Kings chapter 5, beginning verse 1. Naman, captain or commander of the army of the king of Assyria. So we're getting introduced to who this figure is. He's a military man, a military commander. You can think of him as a general. He was a great man with his master and in high favor because by him the Lord had given great victory to Syria. So this is a man of stature, a great man, high in favor with his king and among the people, meaning he's a man who's admired, a man who's looked up to. It says he was a mighty man of valor. So this is a guy who's been a successful man in his military campaigns. This is a general who knows how to fight and how to win. He's a conqueror. He's a leader of men. And then it tells us an important detail. But he was a leper. So here you have this man high in the esteem of his colleagues and his people. A man much admired. A man to whom people are drawn and they want to be like this guy. But there's one problem. He's a leper. 
leprosy, a dreaded skin disease in the ancient world, and its impact on those who contracted it was to disfigure their bodies. And if you've seen pictures of lepers, some of the times the disfigurement is hideous to the eye. And so this man who's been so successful in life, so accomplished, so admired, has a flaw. And isn't this always often the case? Amidst all of the beautiful, wonderful things that God has done for us, he sometimes leaves to linger in our lives, a flaw. A flaw that embarrasses us. A flaw that disfigures us. A flaw that sometimes we can't hide from public gaze. Though sometimes we can. And the only ones that know about the flaw are us. And God, and that small circle of friends that we work up the courage to share it with. And I find that in most everyone's life, no matter how accomplished and successful, no matter how much you're admired and how influential you are, God seems often to leave in our lives a flaw that troubles us, embarrasses us, disfigures us, sometimes disease, illness, Sometimes it's a moral fault or an addiction. And I find that most everybody's got some form of leprosy. And what does it do? Oh, it makes us want to be rid of it. What we would give to be rid of it. I wonder how many people who are listening to me have been there. But you know even more what I wonder? How many of us are still there? Would love to be rid of this. This is where Naman is. And yet the Lord often has his purpose and allowing the flaw to linger despite our prayers to have it removed. Because God uses that flaw, that leprosy, to lead us closer to himself. Now the Syrians, on one of their raids, had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel, and she worked in the service of Naman's wife. She said to her mistress, 
Would that my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went and told his Lord, the king. Thus and so spoke the girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And so we begin to learn about this journey to healing. So sometimes in the journey, God has a word of counsel, a word of wisdom that he speaks to us about how he wants to lead us to freedom. And the word of counsel comes at times from the most unlikely quarters. In this case, it comes, the scriptures say, from a little girl. Now think of this big, proud, accomplished military commander. If the council had come from the king, all right, well enough. If the council had come from his peers, all right, well enough. I'll take their advice. But the counsel comes from a kid who's not even a Syrian, but a Jew. And there was hostilities in between the two nations in the past. You see, God often chooses to speak from, through some of the most unlikely people in our lives. And this is part of the journey to healing. Because there will be no healing if we cannot humble ourselves to hear the counsel that comes from God from the most unlikely quarters. So can you imagine the general Listening to a child. This is what God is asking of him. On the journey to healing, God is seeking to humble this man of his pride. To prepare his soul to receive the big moment of grace that God wants to give. And so he went, taking with himself Ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. A gift he wants to give to the king of Israel. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you Naaman, my servant, that you may cure him of his leprosy. And the king freaks out. And when the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? 
Only consider and see how he's seeking a quarrel with me. He feels like he's picking a fight, that he wants war. He wants to conquer Israel. And so what happens? Naman's journey is put on hold. He's in the king of Israel's waiting room, and he doesn't know what answer will come from the courts of the king. Again, this is an accomplishment. Significant in his own country. He journeys to a country not his own on the advice of a child. And he gets there, and the king says, well, why don't you sit in my waiting room? Now, how do you think he takes this? Again, along the journey, God is already at work. Some of the most transformational moments are the moments that occur on the journey to healing. Not just at the point of healing. God is digging. God is shoveling. God is trying to uproot pride and plant humility in the soul of this general, Naman. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard this, that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come now to me, that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. And so Naaman came with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. Now, this is the moment, right, he's been waiting for. And he's come with expectations, he tells us in a moment, that the prophet's going to come out, and the prophet's going to welcome him, fuss over him, call upon his God. He says he'll wave his hand over this leprous spot, but this is not what happens. What does Elisha do? And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored and you shall be made clean. He doesn't even come out to see him. He sends him a messenger. Now, can you imagine going to the doctor? And rather than inviting you into his office, he sends you a message. The scriptures say Naman is in a rage. And why is he enraged? Wounded pride. Because it seems the man of God does not himself have the time of day for the general. So he sends his messenger with a little message. Go wash in the Jordan seven times. And the man is fit to be tied. He turns around and in a rage he walks away. And his attendants come to him 
And they say, Father, if the prophet had asked something great of you, wouldn't you have done it? But since he's asked something little, what do you got to lose? And here again, an invitation from the Lord to humble himself. Because the Lord's grace does not come to him on his terms, but on God's terms, which require of the military conqueror that he allow his own soul to be conquered by humility. And so he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was made clean. Huge moment in Naman's life which would never have occurred without a transformational journey. Oh, people of God, sometimes we look for the Lord in the big moments, and he's there. And in the process, we miss the Lord and his grace in the little moments that change us and dispose us to receive the graces he gives in the big moments. Where does God have you? What leprosy does he allow to linger in your life at this time that challenges you, embarrasses you? You hope nobody notices how it disfigures you. Does our Lord Jesus Christ have you on a journey that is meant to be transformational? Or do you have your eyes on that moment when God's going to set you free and you'll be able to have that disfigurement behind you? Oh, don't we all long for that day? Then the Lord says, take the journey Seriously, let the Holy Spirit bring about that interior transformation that prepares your soul to receive the big graces that God wants to give.